Well, I think it's time to make a change. I don't know what in the world is going on. But it's been about uh, 25 minutes since I fired this old machine up to the time I was able to hit record. And I'm raring to go. I'm excited. It's been uh, two weeks. Well, I'm not sure. Of course, I had that lovely interview with Bill Sizemore a week ago in his kitchen. I did it mainly to just kind of prove to myself that I could do it. Do the on the road, out and about, traveling abroad. It could have been better. I could have been a little bit more prepared technically. But it was fun. It was an accomplishment, a milestone for me personally. I hope you enjoyed it. But I was on vacation for two weeks. I don't know. I I kind of regret the decision to take two weeks of vacation back to back. It just seems, uh, it seems to be a little much. I like going to work. I like being productive. I also like overtime, of which there is none when you take a vacation. But that's all right. I'm nice and rested and, and rejuvenated. It hadn't been that long since I, since I had time off. But it was a lot of driving, a lot of visiting family, not a lot of podcasting. But one thing I noticed is that the world, at least in the vacation spots, the tourist areas where I was at the in the second week of my vacation, not a lot of globalism. Not a lot of anything different, really, from when I was last there 10 years ago, or maybe a little less. But maybe I saw some remnants of COVID left over. There was a sign in, in one of the arcades it was actually, and uh, so, you know, in arcades, they don't do coins in the machines anymore. They don't even do tokens. Remember, you'd, you'd take your dollar over to the change machine that wasn't really a change machine, and you'd get four tokens back instead of four quarters. Now you get a little debit card for the arcade. And you load it with money from your actual debit card. And then you go around and swipe it through the machines. And of course, none of the games are a quarter anymore. They're a dollar. And four or five of them are out of order. And I just wonder to myself, would it be such a disaster to either charge enough money for the machines or pay yourself and buy yourself. I don't, I don't mean the people that are working behind the counter, you know, cashing out your prizes for tickets, which also go on the car. There's, there's no change into the machine. There's no tickets out of the machine. 
It's a very soulless version of what it used to be. But when they're charging at least a dollar to play any of the games for three minutes, how is that enough money? How is that not enough money to keep the rest of the machines working? Why do we live in this world where the top of the food chain can't agree to take a little bit less money to spread the wealth around? And sure, there's stories of people doing that. You might read into the story and realize that, oh, he was making just a little bit too much for the tax breaks and loopholes that they were trying to take advantage of. But this is what I mean when I talk about capitalism ultimately resorting in taking from your employees and your customers to shore quarterly profits quarter after quarter. And the more I think about it, the more I realize it is the cause of a lot of the problems that we have in this country and not just capitalism on its own it's greedy people the greedy people that want that run wall street the greedy people that are shareholders and chairmans of the board who feel like now oh, if i if i take my foot off of the neck of this creature It'll wriggle away from me and I'll lose my control and I'll lose all of my wealth. I know a lot of people in lower level management positions that feel that way. Can't give them too much. Then you get taken advantage of. And then we have this inflation creature to deal with also. The price of everything is going up. Wages are, I mean, wages can't go up because, you know, you got to show those quarterly profits. So people just don't go to work. There's hiring signs everywhere. And then to add insult to injury, that every parking lot exit Every freeway off-ramp is some poor schmo holding a cardboard sign asking you to give them your money. I've given money to homeless people before. I felt good about it. Some people are in need. Some people have fallen on hard times. I think those people probably live with their sister or their cousin or their uncle. Most of the homeless people, I think, are homeless by choice. Maybe not most of them.
But with the immigration problem that persists under the Biden administration, one has to wonder why in Los Angeles anyway, most of the immigrant population finds somewhere to live. They don't sleep on the street because they don't want to. Because they want to take one of those jobs of which there are many. The unemployment rate is three and a half percent. There's a labor shortage. People can't find work. But you can't get a job if you don't have an address. There are a number of organizations that want to help homeless people be not homeless, get them back on their feet. They have rules and requirements like you can't come home drunk. You can't come home high. You can't do drugs while you're living in these, in these homes. And that restriction is too much for them. They don't want to be told what to do. They want to use their drugs and rot into oblivion. And I guess that's okay. I don't want them to hurt other people. I don't want them to hurt themselves. But what choice do I have in that matter? When, when does one step up and say, no, enough is enough. You have to go into treatment. There's, I just noticed on Netflix over the weekend, this, that show Intervention has 21 seasons. 21 seasons for Intervention, a, a show that is what, I mean, I've watched a few episodes. Is it not the same episode? For 21 seasons? I mean, that should show you that this epidemic of drug abuse affects a huge number of people. And if you allow your family member that is addicted to drugs to live with you for free and continue their drug use, you're an enabler. So common sense should tell you that you give an ultimatum and say no more drugs for you in this house. You, you can stay here as long as you don't do drugs. And they decide, I will go live on the street with the person I buy my heroin from. Because that person knows that I will at least keep buying heroin from them. That person wants me around. Nobody in my home wants me around because I do drugs. 
And I just want to do drugs and be happy. So who's the villain in that story? It's not always a storybook simple in that way, is it? Is it the drugs that's the that, that is the villain that are the villain coming across the border from Mexico? Online, it's claimed that ninety percent of the heroin in the United States is made in Mexico. I don't know how they can figure that out, but uh, it sure lends uh, a little bit of credence to the argument that uh, a wide-open southern border is a no-no. But then it just comes back to greedy people doing greedy things with no regard for how it affects others. Drug addicts. Feel their greed in their craving for their next fix. And they don't care who it hurts that they get high. Business owners cut wages and raise prices because it could be for a very benevolent reason. I got to feed my kids. I can't lose my business. I had to shut down for 18 months because of COVID because the government told me that it was the answer. Okay. That wouldn't be greed, would it? That's necessity. But this is what the all of these people that are getting busted for payroll protection loan fraud are claiming, oh, I had to do it to keep the doors open. I had to do it to keep cutting paychecks. And then we have to rely on our Department of Justice to conduct a fair investigation. If you go back and read the law, the 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 CARES Act or whatever it was that allowed the government to just shell out billions and billions of dollars in relief for this pandemic that affected us all so dramatically. Well, wait a minute. Was it the virus? Or was it the government? Did you shut down because people were dropping dead in the streets out in front of your business? No, we all trusted the government to take care of us. Remember that? Remember when we trusted the government to take care of us and do the right things and rule our country as the uh, the hands of the people, right? The people say, this is what we want and our elected representatives say, okay, we're going we're gonna to do this. And we wanted the FDA to Regulate drug companies, right? To make sure that the drugs were safe, that they were selling to us. Well, and then we got the vaccine court. 
which says we can't hold the, the drug companies responsible for vaccines that hurt people. We wanted the USDA to approve foods that are safe for us to ingest that won't make us sick or hurt our bodies. And so we get high fructose corn syrup and soybean oil. And we have the CDC which is supposed to, uh, you know, they're the Center for Disease Control, has instead become the Center for Vaccine Distribution. And they own something like 57 patents on vaccines. And the members, the controlling, you know, board members of of the CDC own these patents at, well, this guy, uh, Dr. Paul Offit, I think, owns the owns patents on vaccines and then is able to essentially lobby to include them as part of the CDC's vaccine recommendations. They secure this seat on this controlling panel and then they can enrich themselves not by doing not just incidentally by doing the right thing. They manipulate and fill their own pockets at our expense using our tax dollars. Because they collect a salary of our tax dollars as well. They're beholden to us. They should be doing the right thing by us. And instead, this is what they do. And so cleverly, they've bought up all of the mainstream media. The, yeah, these, these pharmaceutical companies that want to sell vaccines. The oil companies and coal companies that want to keep selling oil and oil. <laughs> they want to keep selling oil and coal. They've bought up all of the, the mainstream media legacy outlets to confuse all of us. They buy up fact checkers to say that they checked these facts and it's false. The CDC doesn't, the CDC isn't a vaccine company like Robert Kennedy said. And then you go through and read the fact check and you find out that, yeah, they didn't really do a fact check at all. They just wrote a headline that somebody could scroll past and go, aha, this validates my confirmation bias. I do it too. Everyone does it. This is the predicament that we're in now. You believe your team. You don't believe the other team. And there's no chance. When, when Joe Biden gets on the, on the bully pulpit and says, these MAGA Republicans, these supporters of Donald Trump, you know, 74 million or so, They're the enemy. They're terrorists. We're supposed to, how, how, do we, how do we come away from that? To have an honest and open intellectual discussion 
that allows us to find some common ground. This is what we're supposed to rely on the media for. The, re- the media is supposed to report facts so that we can ingest those facts and take this information to pick a direction. Instead, we're divided dramatically into, if you believe the media. The latest outrage is the election of uh, Georgia Maloney, the new fascist dictator of Italy. (laughs) If you believe the news media. Somehow we all want to return to fascism simply by denying the globalist push. Did they have to just rush through it because Donald Trump elected? I don't know. I I feel like Uncle Rico sometimes. Uncle Earthbox living too too much in uh, 2016. But I just can't help but imagine what it would have been like. I mean, would we even would we even realize the struggle? Was the struggle from over the last four years was that was that a punishment or was was that a gift? I guess we'll get into that throughout the rest of the week. Thanks a lot for listening. Please share the show. You're my only hope. I'll be back. Goodbye.